I'm Amy Shannon and I have a slight obsession with Disney. Okay, so it's more than an obsession, it's my life. I practically live and breathe Disney to the point that my mum thinks I'm weird for being an early 20 year old woman who has watched pretty much every Disney movie multiple times and spent a lot of her money on the classic editions. Don't judge me, I'm a child at heart. I surely can't be the only adult that still loves Disney. Let's face it, everyone has a favourite Disney movie, right? I will be making three podcasts all about, you guessed it, Disney. The first episode is looking at the main characters of Disney movies, more specifically, Disney princesses. Now, as a little girl, I always wanted to be a Disney princess, and secretly I still do to this day. I am sounding so cool, I know. It's no secret that my favourite Disney princess is definitely Ariel. I have secretly always wanted to be a mermaid, even though I know they're not real. Her perfect hair, her amazing singing voice, oh, and the small fact she has a tail. That is a very cool chick, in my opinion. She isn't the only Disney princess that I love. I used to always dress up as Snow White for Halloween when I was younger. But enough about my love for Disney and the Disney princesses. I have gone on a search to find out who is the most inspirational Disney princess, why Disney princesses are such a big part of people's lives, and also how they are being used to show real women and girls that they are strong and powerful. This is the first instalment of It's All About Disney. Okay, so it's clear I love Disney, but I wonder why others do. Well, I searched the big world of the internet to find out. One thing that is clear, there is a Disney princess for everyone. There are princesses from all parts of the world, from different backgrounds and cultures, which make them universal. So let's see who is the most inspirational. Well, I have enlisted the help of my best friend, who does like Disney himself. Chris Carruthers is going to run through the list from 12 to 1. The poll is very surprising. At number 12, it's Princess Aurora. Cursed as a child, she must spend her childhood in hiding. After this fails to beat the curse, she's put to sleep for eternity, where only one can awaken her. And number 11, it's Snow White. She's pursued by the jealous queen and the huntsman, so seeks refuge with the seven dwarfs. But when she's fed a poisonous apple, she defies the odds to be brought back to life. And number 10, it's Cinderella. Enslaved by her evil stepmother, but with some help from her magical friend, she's able to free herself through the misplacing of a glass slipper. And number 9 is Princess Jasmine. She's forced to remain in the palace. On escaping, she falls in love with a street urchin. However, with the evil Jafar and the law standing in her way, she must overturn her destiny. And number 8 is Princess Tiana. Trying to live her father's dream of opening a restaurant, she trades her kiss with a frog, who offers her money. To her horror, she turns into a frog. She now has to change herself back into human form. And number seven is Pocahontas. In an attempt to try and prevent war between the English and her people, she winds up falling for the English captain, although when war spirals out of control, she cannot decide who to stand with. And number six, it's Ariel. Against her father's wishes, Ariel, longing for life above the water, makes a deal with Ursula the sea witch. Needless to say, everything isn't as it seems, and she faces a race against time to receive a kiss. And number five, it's Rapunzel. She's stolen as a child and forced to stay in a tower. However, once she's out, she goes about discovering the world and in the process discovers some disturbing things about her past. And number four, it's Merida. A princess whose life is controlled by her mother tries to change her fate by making a wish. Her life is changed, not entirely for the better, and in order to restore it, she must mend a broken relationship. And number three, it's Belle. She offers herself as a replacement for her imprisoned father and sets about trying to get to the bottom of her prisoner's reason for solitude and his past. And number two, it's Anna. She battles through terrible snowy and icy conditions to find her sister and to put to a stop to an internal winter. And at number one, it's Milan. 
posed as a man to prevent our injured father from returning to war, fought in the front line, becoming one of China's greatest ever heroes in the process. The graphics of Disney princesses have changed so dramatically from the first ever one made, which was Snow White, in comparison to one of the most popular leading ladies of 2014. I'm obviously talking about Queen Elsa from Frozen, who I've got to say I absolutely love because she is so strong. But Frozen is a different new style of Disney, which keeps making it so popular and current. Disney is timeless, as are the princesses. One thing I have often wondered is, can Disney princesses have a negative effect on young girls? Are these harmless classics sending out the wrong message? I hate to admit it, but there could be negatives to these fairy tale stories. Here is just a few of the timeless classics with a negative view on their stories. First is Princess Aurora. Pretty girls don't even need to be alive to get some hot princely action. Princess Jasmine. As a woman, your political worth is reduced to your marriageability. Belle, appearances don't matter. What counts is what's in your heart, unless you're the girl. Cinderella, if you're beautiful enough, you may be able to escape your terrible living conditions by getting a wealthy man to fall for you. Princess Ariel, it's okay to abandon your family, drastically change your body and give up your strongest talent in order to get your man. Once he sees your pretty face, only a witch's spell could draw his eyes away from you. And finally, Snow White. At first it may seem terrible being so beautiful that other women get jealous enough to try and kill you, but don't worry, once your beauty attracts a man, he'll protect you. So it looks like Disney could be giving off a bad vibe to young girls and giving a false look at life. But Disney is supposed to give you hope and make you feel magical. So I'm sticking with that. It's up to you how you want to look at it. So who's the most profitable princess? Well, I think it's safe to say that last year Queen Elsa took the crown. But here are the figures for last year's sales for the princesses. So, the results are, Elsa was at number one with $3,397,816. At number two, Cinderella was there with $2,504,259. Snow White was in third place with $2,301,831. Anna from Frozen was at number 4 with $2,165,120. Ariel, my favourite, was at number 5 with The Little Mermaid at $1,483,383. Number 6, Rapunzel with Tangled was at $598,056. 7, Princess Aurora was $215,000. 8, Merida was with Brave at $282,000. Jasmine was at number nine with $253,000. And in last place, 10, Tiana, the Princess and the Frog was $84,882. So there you have it. You can see over a 12 month period who was the most profitable princess. So it looks like Disney princesses are doing it for themselves and making a lot of money for Disney and it seems like they continue to grow the brand and why not? Disney is planning to create even more Disney princesses of different ethnics to make even more people fall in love with the different growing characters. Walt Disney wanted Disney to be a place where magic was created and he certainly did that and the team at Disney continue to do it in today's society. I may be a lot older now but I love nothing more than having a Disney princess movie marathon instead of going out on a Saturday night. I may have Disney princess syndrome but it doesn't make me a bad person. It just makes me still want to be a big child and believe that a dream is a wish your heart makes. Tune in next time where I will be discussing what's the ultimate Disney song. It's going to be so tough to decide on one. There are so many. Until then, keep watching Disney. You know you want to.